This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning, my name is Mike Flick, and I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Potter's Throne. I appreciate you joining us for the program this morning. And now we are going to continue a sermon entitled, God is Better Than That. They, if I can say it this way, were taking it lightly. They were taking it lightly. Come to Malachi now, if you would. Malachi chapter 1. If you get the book of Matthew and come back one page, you'll be Malachi. And in just a moment, we'll look at verse number 6. How many of you have ever been in a bowling alley? How many of you that just raised your hand, when you were in the bowling alley, did they turn the lights off while you were bowling? I mean off, like it was in the dark and there's a disco ball. Okay, hands back up in the air. I have been to a handful of bowling alleys in South Africa. I've yet to see a real one. No, I mean, they're, they're actual bowling alleys. They're lanes. There's, there's a little bit of oil on the lane. There are pins down there at the end. There's a ball that you throw. But when I was growing up, I grew up in a bowling alley. I was there five, six days a week from the time I was eight until the day I got saved. I just wanted to bowl. I was just about to get my pro tour card. God saved me. You know which two nights I went to bowl in leagues? Sunday night and Wednesday night. That's church night. So when I got saved, I stopped going on Sunday nights. But the Wednesday night, all the best bowlers in the entire city of Dallas, which is a big city, they would all come to our bowling alley. It was the big time. And I was having the greatest season of my life, highest average I'd ever had. I was anchoring the number one team in the area. And Christina would show up because we bowl three games, she'd show up right at the beginning of the third game and say, honey, I learned so much at church tonight. Oh, it was so great. We're covering the book of Revelation. Oh, it's so wonderful. The Lord showed up. And I thought, it's fine. I'm having a good game. Now stop it. Stop it. That happened, I think, three or four times. And I said, forget it. I'll skip bowling and I'll go to church. That was the last time I ever bowled in a league. I never went back. I know what bowling looks like. I know what it looks like. I, I, I know how it feels to bowl at, at, at a high level. I know what it smells like. There's a smell that comes with the tournament. When you have 400 bowling balls laying all around you, that, that smells. It has, a, it has an odor. Man, is it fun. Man, is it thrilling. For me, that's just my opinion. You don't have to like it, but wow. I know what it feels like, and you don't have it here. That's not a knock against you. You don't need it here. Right? You can, you can get, a, get through in life without bowling. <laughs> Amen. Don't worry, I'm not preaching that you ought to like bowling. All right. so, breathe, yes, breathe, it's fine. I've been in churches. I've been around churches. I know churches. I've been in over 250 different churches. America, Canada, Mozambique, Zimbabwe. Zambia, Malawi, South Africa, India. I've been in a few churches. I know how sweet it can be. And listen, I'm limited in my experience. I'm sure there's some other churches out there that it would be even better than what I've ever experienced. 
I know how sweet it can be, and, and, and folks, I want you to get a taste of that. I couldn't care less if you ever go into a proper bowling alley. But I'd really like for you to get a taste, just one taste, what it feels like to step into the house of God, and we're all clicking on the right cylinder. We're, we're all together. We're doing it a, a biblical way. We're not despising it. We're not taking it lightly. We're, 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 there's a buzz that comes with that. Where God starts to move around. And we've come close a few times here. But friends, I'm telling you. It's not something that an eloquent pastor can bring. And God knows I'm not eloquent. This this is only achieved when all of us are on the same page. I've been in Malawi when the people walked four hours one way to get to church. Hey brother, you have church. You have church. After you walk four hours... You get up at 5 a.m. and walk to get there at 9 a.m. And you stay until 5 p.m. and walk home in the dark. That's church. You're going to have some church. I've been in India where the people get beaten on their way to church every Sunday. There are some men that crawl on their hands and knees one, two hours to get to church. They crawl to church because if the Hindu extremists see them going, they get beaten. That's church. I've seen them in America where they come together, 350 people in the church. You have a missions conference. All 350 are there every night and you have to get there an hour early to find a seat. I was the visiting speaker. I couldn't find a seat and I'm speaking that night. I only got there 45 minutes early. I didn't know. And they didn't leave. As soon as church was done, they just stuck around fellowship until 11 p.m. I went to a church in Florida one time. And when church ended, half of them went home. Half of them went to a restaurant, you know, something like that. There was about 30 men. I'm talking grown men, jobs, professional men, police chief, captain, lawyers, things like that. They stayed there all afternoon because they had to drive three hours to get to church. It was the closest available Bible-believing church. They drove three hours to get there, so they just stayed in the afternoon. And the pastor moved the starting time of the evening service from 6 p.m. to 4 p.m. to accommodate them. Because they wanted more church. And when you step up to preach to that, as soon as you say... Let's all open our Bibles. It sounds like the army. They all stand to it. Literally, they stand up with their Bibles. They stand to find the Scripture because they're showing respect to the Word of God. It's in the book of Nehemiah, by the way. Or, or Nehemiah. It's, they, they stood, and they don't sit down until you've read and prayed, and then you're starting to preach. They stood there. And those people are on the edge of their seats the entire time. Why? This is a big deal. It's a big deal. Malachi chapter 1. We're going to come to it in just a moment. Let me tell you something that we need. Because in Malachi 1, starting in verse 6, we're going to start reading about the table of the Lord, which we also call the altar. Every church needs an altar. The house of God always has an altar. Our church has an altar. I mean, it's a very small one right now. You're going to have to build your own altar for a few weeks until we get the building standing. You're going to have to use your chair as an altar. 
Every house of God needs an altar. An altar is a place to do business with God. It is a place, if you look throughout your Bible, every time God reveals himself to somebody, does something big, says something big, that person builds an altar or goes to the altar and they offer the necessary sacrifice to acknowledge, God, I, I hear you. I want you to see that what you've just done is a big deal to me. Here's my altar. Noah came out of the ark. You know what the first thing he did was? He built an altar. When Abraham was told to leave his kin and country, to go to the land of Canaan, when he arrived, God said, now you're home. You know what the first thing he did was? He built an altar. And then Abraham moved. Just a little distance between Bethel and Hai, he built an altar. Abraham went down into Egypt. You know what he didn't have when he was in Egypt? An altar. Because when you backslide and go out to the world, you don't bring an altar. You're not doing any business with God out there. You forsook the altar. When he came back from Egypt, the Bible says he went back to the altar between Bethel and Ai. He had to separate from Lot. And at this time, Abraham moved to a place called Hebron. When he went to Hebron, you know what he did? First thing, built an altar. Because you've got to have a place where you do business with God. You've got to. You can't be in a place and not have an altar and expect things to be right between you and God. You need an altar. You don't need a building. You need an altar, I said. Abraham had an altar. God told him, sacrifice your son. Abraham went to Moriah. You know what he did? He built an altar. God, I hear you, and I'm taking it seriously. He built an altar. Jacob, running from Esau, God shows up to him in a dream. Remember what he was using for a pillow? A stone. The Bible says he put that stone up and anointed it. You know what he called it? A pillar, not an altar. Because Jacob was marking the place where he made up his own deal with God. God, if you bring me back, if you answer all my prayers, if you make everything work out, then this will be your house and I will give you a tenth. As if God's a mob boss. He never built an altar. He, he erected a pillar. And then one night, Jacob is having a wrestling match with God. And he sees God face to face and God touches his thigh. And the next day, here comes Esau. And God answered the prayer and took care of Esau. But Jacob had a one-on-one with God. And Jacob left different than how he came. He never walked the same. It changed him forever. He went out better. He went out broken. And that's what you probably need. He took that walk seriously after that. You know what the Bible says he did? He went home and he built an altar. Because he finally took God serious. Things started to go pear-shaped again. His daughter ran off with some Gentile. Simeon and Levi wiped out an entire town. Jacob got scared. You know what God told him to do? Go back to Bethel, which means the house of God, and build an altar. Thank you for following along so far to this sermon entitled, God is Better Than That. 
We hope that you can join us next week for the continuation of this sermon. In the meantime, if you would like to reach out to us, you'll find our contact details at bbcpotch.com. You can also follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.